0: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Hello, welcome into the Starcaster Marks studios. My name is Ryan. I am the host of Starcaster Marks, and we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. Please make sure you go and use the promo code THPN. The next time you go and use the DraftKings app, they are our sponsor for our entire podcast and the entire hockey podcast network, and we really, really appreciate them allowing us to uh, get a little bit and also get to do all this sort of stuff for free. And especially in a game like tonight, it's a lot of fun when that sort of thing happens, right, Chris? It's a lot of fun when a game like this happens.
1: Yes, yes, it is great response from the night be- from the night before against Washington especially after all the talk saying see the stars are only good against bad teams well boston's a good team and we not only took care of business we beat them handily
0: yeah and you know i don't i wouldn't say that the bruins were bad tonight
1: they did i know that's funny
0: to say it was it was six to one but it we they didn't play bad the bruins did not play bad other than other than just they couldn't figure out our uh, our four check And they were constantly chasing back to their own net, which I thought we did a really good job in taking advantage of those things.
1: Well, the first half of the first period, they dominated. I mean, they were all over us. Their forecheck was we couldn't get out of it. And then even in the second period, when we were up two nothing, the beginning of that period, they were pushing really hard, too. So, yeah, you're exactly right. They weren't playing bad at all. We just took care of
0: them. So, I mean, is that your biggest uh, takeaway out of tonight's game? It is it, just the fact that you know we oh, yeah. got a little bit of puck luck tonight, maybe, and they didn't. Well, and
1: not puck luck. I mean, it, it's the response. I mean, we we came into this game knowing the Bruins are going to be a good team, and they showed it to us. I mean, the first period they they handed they handed our butts to us. Honestly, like we sh- they we they should have been scored on multiple times, and Ottinger stood strong there, and we come back with a good response, which is something the Stars definitely didn't do last game. There was no response at all from that team. And this time we show up, have a response
0: each time the Bruins push, and take the game away. It was great. Right. Um. I, I got to give, I'm going to steal something from uh, the CJ show on the SDPN network. Uh. And they do stick taps every Monday. I'm going to give a huge stick tap to Jay Gottinger tonight. Holy crap! That man was the the biggest difference in the game tonight. Even though it was a a six one game, and he got a lot of offensive uh, help tonight, but it it was it was definitely you know for the play of Jay Cottinger, which allowed us to get to that three and four nothing lead. Because at one point when it was two nothing uh, in early in the second period, uh, that I mean Boston was like, dude, we're we're ticked off. Something's not going right. They had multiple chances. And uh, Otter, you know, stood on his head and he was there to answer everything. Yeah, Three big saves in the first five minutes of that second period.
1: You're definitely right.
0: Right. So let's go ahead and get into just a little bit of the goal summary and just a, a little overview of the game tonight. Um, Right off the bat in the first period, I didn't get to see the first little bit, but I do know I went back and watched it and there was a big save by Otter on a four on two. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was of all people, it was the person you don't want having the puck, which was Brad Marshawn. And you know Otter, and this is not the first time I would write his name down on my notes over here. Uh, this, I mean, wrote his name down. It was a huge, amazing save by Otter there on Brad Marchand.
1: Mm, definitely, and that was the whole, the whole beginning of the first period was Boston came, was attacking. They were forcing turnovers, and
0: Otter stood strong. Really, so it was a great start for 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 him. And it would continue on, and like you said, Chris, uh, the Bruins definitely dominated, especially the first six, seven, eight-ish minutes of uh, the first period. They were getting some good forechecking going, and uh, I mean, I mean, we were doing okay with it. We weren't doing great, we were doing okay with it. It but, was the
1: passing in our own zone was the issue. We could yeah. we couldn't get past their forecheck was the was the biggest problem.
0: I, I swear you were reading my mind. That was going to be my thing, but it does go the opposite way. Um, stars take it on a semi odd man rush it was like a three on three or whatever but mm-hmm. uh, it was a broken play and sagan is able to tip it into the net he gets his 13th goal of the year and it's a I think they said a fortuitous bounce in the stars favor so uh with that uh sagan gets his 13th goal of the year and the stars start with a one nothing lead
1: yeah and they're calling it unassisted for now which I don't uh, believe that I, at all. Right. It's gonna be Ben and Gurionov is gonna be the two assists because it it, it it deflected around a little bit, but he's he still passed it to him. So well,
0: and, and they made still a this, good play. They mentioned this on the radio broadcast that the uh, that you know at that point uh, Ben had not ended his 11 game pointless out. So or that he did. He apparently got the assist. It should have been an assist. I think. right? Yeah. I mean. I mean, I, I know it was secondary. a broken, I know it was a broken play and everything, but it was it still wasn't that broken. <laughs> it was still, you know, it was a pass from Ben to the to the front of the net. It, yes, it bounced off of two Bruins sticks, but it still got to Sagan. He yeah. put it in the back. So if I don't you know score a I goal think a with a your
1: butt. Then that has to be an assist. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly. But yeah, we were talking yeah, about true. that one's
1: kind of against the pace of play, but it was the first time that we kind of broke out cleanly through our zone, moved through the neutral zone with speed. It was our first rush chance, and it was it was a good play. I mean, honestly, it was a good goal-scoring play by Sagan to keep his eye on the puck and get it towards the net. So, even though it's a broken play, it, it's a good goal.
0: So early in the period, uh, the quality scoring chances, according to Owen Newkirk, were three to one in favor of Boston. But uh, as the uh, first period would move along, especially after that first goal, the Stars started to press more, and when the quality scoring chances were at six to six-ish for both teams. Um, lindell passes it to radulov radulov goes on a breakaway and he gets his first goal his second goal of the season since the october 27th game against the vegas golden knights is this finally the thing that can finally get radulov going even if he just contributes in a second or third line option is this going to keep him start him going
1: no honestly i don't (laughs) don't think so so. even
0: after an amazing (laughs) shot like that
1: no, I mean it was a good move and everything, but still, he he he's just not the same guy. I, I was talking to Ellie about it. I I explained that a guy who's supposed to score for us but isn't has scored a goal, and she was like, "How much are we paying him?" I said, "Like five million dollars." <laughs> I then think she it's said, six million, actually. She said, "So we're paying, so we're paying him two and a half million dollars per goal," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> so that that's what it is. He he's he's not a goal scorer anymore honestly so i wouldn't really expect it from him but it's good to see of course
0: but he has looked better on that line with uh peterson and with i mean kiwi has been a good addition to that third line as well and it's it seen at least for tonight it's the depth scoring that you want that secondary scoring uh that the stars are getting and already you know through the first period we're seeing it i mean hence pavelski and Radula, or, and uh robertson have not gotten a point yet at this point
1: yeah i mean he has looked better, but it's, it's still, I'm not going to try and get my hopes up on Radulov. He's had two goals and it's been half a season. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I get I'm not very, t- very
0: hopeful. All right. So the stars take a two, nothing lead into the first intermission. And uh, it, it was kind of a tale of two games there in the first period. Uh, the first was definitely dominated by the Bruins. And as the first period went on, the stars definitely started to look better and they started to get more offensive pressure. But what I wanted to point out in that first period is the thing that is successful in today's game is going off of the rush and creating chances off of the rush, and they seem to do that at home, but they don't do that on the road, and and especially in some of these games that we've watched, you know, bonuses system is all about you know dump and chase, dump and chase, go get it low, pass it up to the defenseman, have the defenseman take a shot from the uh, from the point, and you know get some greasy goals. So that seems to be his thing, but lately it seems like especially in tonight's game uh that we didn't see that we're seeing some you know very creative very offensive uh minded plays and that's what kind of drove the offense for the stars tonight
1: mm, definitely true and I know this is going to be getting a little ahead of us, but it, that's definitely displayed in the power the second power play that we had. it was mm-hmm. so much better than the first it was night and day. the first power play we're kind of standing still just trying to pass the puck around second power play so much movement you weren't standing still. Or if you were standing still, you were wrong. So everyone was moving the whole time. It was great movement. There was just no chance we weren't going to score. The entire first minute of that power play, I was like, yeah, it's going to go in. There's no chance they're going to stop it. So it, it, it was really good. Exactly like you said, lots
0: of offensive creativity. So uh, in the second period, Sagan with an early chance, and it was a great save by Olmark, who uh, I didn't think had a bad game. He just, it, I mean, his team just was just mm. not taking care of uh, the defensive side of the puck. For a while, this and for a while at the beginning of that period, the stars could. I put a note here. The stars couldn't get out of their own D zone. It was that third line on the ice, and uh, Otter with a big right pad save on Fogarty, and that was probably his best save of the night. And then um, there was a second Klingberg turnover of the period that I noticed, and Bergeron to Pasternak, and again for the third time, Otter with a great save, and it's on Pasternak, who's one of the best pure goal scorers in the NHL. Um, but it would go on throughout the second period. Robertson would shoot it through the crease in a crazy, you know, uh insaneness. And it looks like that Haskin is is the one that buries it, but it's actually Glenn Denning's goal, and it makes it three-nothing stars early in the second period.
1: What is Glenn Denning doing on the ice right then? <laughs> I nah, was nah, like, nah. who's
0: afraid better than that?
1: <laughs> I was so well, confused.
0: I, I didn't even realize that he was the one that scored it until like the third period. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. to... I'm sure they talked about it, but I wasn't yeah. paying attention. I thought it was Hayskine's goal. I was like, finally, Hayskine is you know back on the score sheet in the goal column. And nope, no. Nope, <laughs> <not even. laughs> oh well. But uh, I mean, Hayskine has still been pretty good. Let's let's talk about him for a second. He he's kind of cooled off since his you know Norris worthy start to his season. But I mean, he's still doing a lot of good things. But it, we're, we're I I feel like I'm noticing more uh some defensive miscues from him and you know people you know more often getting around him you know defensively and skating around him but he's still been pretty good and he gets a, another assist tonight on that uh on that goal
1: yeah him him and Klingberg are quietly racking up a lot of points but just not a lot of goals is what it is really and Klingberg tonight especially shows the dual the dual out the duality there we go the duality. Ooh, big
0: word yeah, Big I'm a college-educated
1: guy, bro. <laughs> of his play, he's got he's so so good on the offensive side. In that second power play, he he scored that goal, even though he didn't score it, he scored it. It was the easiest goal of Rope's year. Mm-hmm. And then the very next power play, he gives up a three-on-one the other way. Like <laughs> right, that's exactly. just the way. That's the nature of a puck-moving defenseman. So you're gonna have amazing highlight reel plays, and then you're gonna give up absolute garbage. It's just gonna happen. So if you don't want that to happen, you need Ryan Suter, who's not going to score as many points.
0: Well, he's still been pretty good for the Stars. I mean, he's he hasn't quietly scored had, as many as Klingberger. right? Means. But but he's not a he's more of an all around guy than you would than Miro Heiskanen. Yes. You wouldn't if, call
1: him an offensive defenseman. Yes,
0: you definitely wouldn't. If if anything, I wouldn't call him a defensive defenseman either because he no. still is on the power play and stuff like that. Yeah. he's definitely an all around guy. I, I think but, you're
1: right, all around guy.
0: So and while you were talking about that that leads me to this question cuz this question kind of popped in my head so recently what we've been doing over the past couple of years is relying on our defense to help us you know push the offense and score goals that hasn't been the case this season and especially with the first line scoring you know 20 of 28 goals previously before this game or something like that You know, is that a good thing for the stars? Is that a bad thing for the stars? Is that a it's it's just a a matter of transferring the offense from forwards to defense or defense to forwards? Uh, I mean, what what's your thoughts on that? Because I'm I'm kind of thinking this is a good thing because you want your you want your forwards to score, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's go to the basics. Who should be scoring the goals? (laughs) The forwards. Yeah. So, yeah, in general, it's a good thing. It's not a great thing for our defense. You'd like for our forwards to score and our defense to keep scoring. You know, mm-hmm. that's the ideal situation. But, yeah, if we had to choose, I'd say forward scoring is better. But in, you can also see that with our win percentage. Our win percentage is way better right now than when we had we were forcing our defense to score all of our offense pretty much. So, yeah, I definitely think this is more of a sustainable kind of thing not six goals a night but forward scoring goals <laughs> well,
0: shoot hey we could score six goals a night like the freaking florida panthers i would love that and enjoy that because <laughs> then i wouldn't have to worry too much about the the uh, goaltending which we've had to worry about the goaltending the past couple of weeks but past couple games we haven't yeah i, I guess that's true yeah we, yeah, we should point that out hope we had a, a really good game um and then the star and then uh, ottinger had a good game as well tonight so i mean there, it's so it, i mean Inconsistently consistent, or whatever I said the the last podcast. Yep. Consistently inconsistent is what I said. Sorry. Yeah. It, it's it. I mean, just night and day difference between you know Friday night and tonight. I mean, two different teams. Uh, I don't know. But
1: yeah. It, uh, and while while we're there, let's just go ahead and get into it. Go ahead. Why?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why man. is it so inconsistent? <laughs> like,
1: and we're gonna go back to it, even though it, not a ton of people hate bones right now but you got to think it comes down to like the leadership of the team, which in its essence is the coach. Like he should be getting them ready for every game, making sure that they know that this game is important, especially not, not the next game, but the game right in front of you, you know, all that. So uh, that's where I'm coming down on the consistency side is it's got to be some kind of coaching. They've got to get them prepared and they're not doing their job.
0: Well, I mean, we talked about this with, the bubble playoffs, right? And we both kind of talked. Well, all three of us, really, James, you, and I, all kind of all said that this run was definitely pushed by the players. It was not pushed by Bonus. Bonus was there. He kept the system that Monty had in place, and that's why they were able to be so successful, because that that system works for the Dallas Stars and for the players that they have here. It, is that the problem right now? Is that just Bonus is injecting himself? Too much, and when he just needs to back off, or maybe Wait, it's the opposite.
1: The maybe it's the opposite because when you're in a playoff situation, we we had all those guys who really they're getting down to their last couple chances, so they're gonna get themselves ready every time. But when you're in the middle of the dog days of the season, I mean, we're we're literally smack dead in the middle. Like it's hard to get yourself mentally focused every single game, and that's when your coach comes in to make sure that you are mentally prepared, mentally ready. So either way it could it could be but i'm i lean more towards because he's still like you know players coach all the players love him and everything mm-hmm. the only way your players can like you is if you kind of leave him alone honestly <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> just let them as play someone hockey. who has been coached <laughs> you don't want a coach that's constantly on you so that's what i lean more towards but y- you're still right it could be the other way around
0: too just let us do our job right just let us do our job well that's what i'm
1: saying it, it that might be wrong in the middle of the season like you you need to inject yourself a little bit more as a coach whenever these games are going bad when the games don't feel as important like if you're you're in the middle of january end of the season's three months away like who cares (laughs) like let's just play and see where we end up at the end of the season is what a player might be thinking but as a coach you have to find a way to make them understand that two points now is the exact same as two points later and you mm-hmm. got to keep them on track that way. So I think he needs to inject himself more, maybe even, I don't know. I, I, we don't know the, the dynamic of the locker room going on. Right. Yeah. But and that's I just mean, we, will, speculation.
0: we will, we will never know. Pro- I mean, maybe not for another 20 years. If we look back 20 years later and, and see the
1: documentary see... on the Stanley cup winning stars team. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but we'll see. Um, but, uh, let's just keep going with the, with the game. Um, been in the slot 4 nothing stars. Uh, great, great pass there uh, by Tyler Sagan. He gets his second point of the night at that point, and it was just a beautiful shot, forehand shot to the corner. And I mean, Allmark had no chance on that whatsoever. I, I honestly felt bad for him on that shot. That looked like classic Jamie Ben right there. I mean, it like in the slot, in the right spot, and just you know, put it in the corner and in no chance. Well, and it's not just him trying to flip it around
1: the the goalie when he's in the crease. He's taking a shot. He's leaning on his stick and wristing a shot. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about for like 2 years now that he needs to do more of. He just needs to shoot because he has a great wrist shot obviously. He went bar down and dusted the guy. So he needs to use it more.
0: And at that point, uh bye-bye mark and hello uh Jeremy Swayman, one of the more hotter younger goaltenders in the uh, NHL. He's a very good young goaltender. I believe he's 22 or 23. Let me pull up a picture of him then. Uh, oh my gosh! You're you're an idiot. <laughs> Dad joke for the win. So, and then I put this, I I, I put this in my notes because I thought right after this goal because I thought this was again very important. So far, no offense from the top line of the Dallas Stars. Yay, secondary scoring. Who knew? Right?
1: Yeah. Well, kind of offense from the first line, but Luke Lindning was in there instead of pavelski but
0: he's a mod of players at that point it was <laughs> in the middle podge. of a line change <laughs> it's not the first line it's a <laughs> podge. so uh you know uh, ben fine you know even after he gets the goal and everything he would get the first penalty of the game for the dallas stars uh it was a penalty so we can't really argue anything about that but <laughs> it, it was decent penalty killing considering how leaky we've been lately so it was very good uh, they still there were still too many passes uh, that I didn't like, but uh, they would get out of that penalty kill and would be one for one on the penalty kill. But the big um, thing
1: on the power play was we jumped on the puck whenever they didn't have it in their possession. So anytime mm-hmm. it was a shot that went to the boards or something, immediate hard as you can go to the puck, attacking the puck and making sure that you win the battle. and, right, and we and I talked was much about better.
0: that. I've definitely talked about this. You know, the, I want to see them be more aggressive on the pa- on the penalty kill when the puck is bobbled or when it looks like they don't have full control of the puck. Yeah. I mean if, if they're like, you know, on the outside and it's obvious that they've got a good chemistry going, then you you take care of the lanes where you know where the passes are going to go through. But if you've got like uh I don't know if you got Charlie McAvoy up in the corner and he's up there and he's bobbling the puck, attack him. You know, put some mm-hmm. more pressure on him. Okay. Yep. And because if he makes a, and if he makes a brilliant pass, you know, so be it. But the 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 percentages are in your favor at that point if you go and attack him. And that's a, the thing the thing that the Stars miss so much with the penalty kill.
1: It's because you can't stay in your zone for the whole two minutes. They're going to score. If you stay in your uh-huh. zone for the whole two minutes, they're going to score. You have to get clears. And right. that's what they did this this penalty kill, which was much better. It was still only one, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But it's a good start against a very hot Boston Power Play too. They were like 40% over the past nine games.
0: So I think, it, I think they're like sixth in the league. or They're, they're definitely top ten. Yeah, I know that for but sure. But recently they've been the
1: especially good. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a good kill. Good job. Um, Bad part is the Stars.
0: <laughs> yes, right. Uh, the Stars uh, would get their first power play of the game on uh, a Curtis Lazard tripping penalty. And Pavelski had a, a semi-chance there in front, but not really. And there was a lot of good puck movement, but still there was no goal. Hey guys, this is Ryan here. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their very first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 21 years of age or older minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details for full list of requirements and state specific responsible gambling resources void where prohibited gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee call or text the TN Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut, call one 800 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPENY or text H O P E N Y four six seven three six nine. And uh going into the second intermission, the stars are up four to nothing, and there's no real offense from that top line. I, I keep saying it because it's amazing to me that we got secondary scoring tonight. We get this kind of stuff every game. You know, then we don't have to worry about that top line scoring for us all. And it's
1: secondary scoring, but to be fully honest, it's the second line scoring is what it was. It was Sagan, Ben-Gurionov, and they looked great all night long. And and, and, like you were saying, it was on. Radulov
0: had a goal tonight.
1: Radulov had, he had a goal, but he had the one chance. Honestly. Hey,
0: I'll take it. Did he have any other chance? I mean, we'll take it, of course. He did have the chance at the end of the third too. At the end of the third, but. I guess it didn't, guess it didn't really over. matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. never mind. I take that back. The,
1: the the line that was pushing the pace of play was that second line. And it was on the rush. They were getting chances on the rush. They were setting up and getting some cycle going at certain times. But really, it was that second line. And I, that leads me into the other thing I wanted to get into. I honestly didn't think the bottom two lines were very good at all, all night. I mean. Really? The Radulov line was decent, a little, at least in the first period. They got the goal. Even then, that wasn't Kivy or Peterson setting it up. But I mean, the the bottom two lines we're, were in their own zone the whole time, pretty much. If you go back and look at it, they didn't have any kind of offensive zone pressure in a game where we were up six to one. Where like, if there's a time to get offensive zone pressure for not the offensive lines, this is a game to do it.
0: Well, we go into the third period. Uh, stars get another power play on a holding uh, penalty for the Bruins, and then Hint scores after a brilliant we've already talked about it semi a uh, a brilliant cross zone pass by klingberg he kind of makes up for some of the defensive miscues he still had more defensive miscues than good offensive stuff but i didn't he see wouldn't. that many
1: you're still he, looking into it. he still it.
0: had a lot for me man but anyway there's no chance for swimming on that absolutely no chance five nothing stars and the stars get a power play goal on their second chance of the game
1: yeah and it. and that's something you're gonna miss from klingberg i mean that power play it, it was a good power play by everybody but Really, it was all Klingberg. He played that so well, and that's what—that's where he's the best on the stars. Really, is him quarterbacking that power play, and it's something we're gonna—we're gonna miss next season.
0: Well, and that's still assuming that he's—he's he's gonna be gone. Which there's still a chance he—he he resigns, but it's very low at this point. I yeah, think maybe twenty percent chance. It he would stays. be
1: crazy if he resigned. Honestly, in my opinion.
0: Right, and I mean, it's not like and it might needs- not be the right decision. Right, like yeah.
1: if we miss the playoffs, no way he's re-signed. So right. we have to make the playoffs, and then we have to come to agreement on money and term.
0: Well, so. I mean, even if we, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but even if we win the Stanley Cup, does he does he come back and stay? I don't even yeah, think at that I'm point saying. he stays. Yeah, it's like, just very unlikely at this point. But like I we have to make I the playoffs hope,
1: and Then we have to agree, right? <laughs>
0: and and we we better hope that Thomas Harley is ready to play because he, he's going like to basically <laughs> build the Klingberg. Uh, substitute when Klingberg is and or you know traded leaves whatever signed somewhere else so but uh, we'll get into that a little later if we want to um and then Razor says you know they give up five goals uh, against the Capitals and they score five goals tonight what a Dallas Stars thing to happen and they just made me chuckle yep that is he knows what's going on <laughs> he knows and, and, and everybody <laughs> he he knows what's going on and he, he just can't say it as flippantly as we can because he works for the Stars. So <laughs> exactly. it, it's just the way it is. But uh, but anyways, Craig Smith would score for the Boston Bruins, which ruins uh, Otter's a chance at a shutout. It always seems like he has a shutout ready to go, and then there's like a goal in the third period that ruins it for him. But anyway, uh, that goal is, front, is Craig Smith, like I said, from Charlie Coyle and Jake DeBrusque. And uh, that's the third line for the Boston Bruins, who looked good tonight, and they seem to be the only line that was consistently getting some offensive pressure. But uh, that would make it five to one.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's sad that he didn't get the shutout, but he's got to save that one, dude. I mean, he was, it, he was at the top of the circle, pad. and it went under his pad. Yeah, get get down, bro. Yep,
0: get in that butterfly. Um, the star. I, I put this down too, but the Stars crowd was. Was really good tonight. I mean, they they were consistently uh, yelling out there, and I think it was mostly because they were trying to drown out, drown out the uh, Bruins chance because there yeah. was a lot of Bruins fans there tonight. That yeah, I meant to say
1: something about this too. I know there's lots of Bruins fans and Hawks fans and Rangers fans. That's just the price you gotta pay for top ten attendance. So we'll pay that <laughs> price and we'll have high <laughs> attendance numbers and have security that our hockey team will be here forever. I'll take it. Yeah. And it's because all those people moved from their own states to move here because their states yeah. suck.
0: Yeah, that's true. Texas is best. Everybody knows that, right? Yeah. At least the people listening to the podcast who are from Texas know that. Um. Anyways, uh, Robertson would get a good chance after a turnover in the offensive zone, but it was saved by Swayman. Uh, there was a good shot by Posternock and a great save by Otter there. That's like the fourth or fifth time that I've said Otter's name tonight. Um. Stars power play on the stars would get a power play with good pressure by kiwi and but unfortunately on that power play there would be a three-on-one shorthanded chance for the bruins and then again another otter save and that was off of klingberg's pass that was intercepted so mm. i i swear i'm not trying to look for these things but it that seems last one i'll like, give to
1: you the ones in the beginning of the game mm.
0: really okay but I, I don't know it just seems like it's it's happening more but um and even glenn denning would get in on on some more offensive opportunities he had a point blank chance and swayman said no that was a huge uh, save to make to make it six to one tonight the sagan would score from geary it was you know just simple little pass great shot that's what we need more from both of those guys
1: fly down the ice and go after it who cares if we get it set up get a chance on the rush
0: and 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 we it almost seems like geary has been his best when he's dishing the puck rather than when he's scoring, which is weird. I feel that like he's just best when he's skating hard.
1: I mean, I don't even think it's just dishing the puck. when, See, he's, you don't think when, it's when either He skates one. It's just... hard and he goes around the edge. In the beginning of this game, he wasn't doing the get around the edge thing. And later on, he's flying down the ice and trying to get around defenseman. I'm tired of him like turning up and trying to set up the offense. That's not your job, Gurianov. <laughs> <laughs> you just attack the net with reckless abandon. That is yep. your only
0: job. Just take it and go um and uh this is something that i wrote down just because uh razor mentioned it multiple times tonight but uh it it just seems like the bruins just had to chase back to their own net just uh, you know second period on the last 40 minutes especially and that kind of fed the stars offense which was which was very nice so i would like to see more of that you know more off the rush you know uh stuff from the stars rather than you know dump and chase and I mean, that's okay. I would, but it's maybe for the road. I don't know. Is, well, is, is that, tonight, am I being stupid? I don't know.
1: What it was tonight is the Stars played perfectly their counterattack style that Bones likes. So the Bruins were super aggressive on the four check. You could see that from the beginning of the game. They kept trying right. to get that four check going throughout the game, but our passing was super crisp in our defensive zone, and we were moving through the neutral zone super fast. So we had at least even man chances going the other way most of the time. Odd man rushes after we broke through their forecheck. So and that's what fed all that offense on the rush because they were trying to get after us on the forecheck and they couldn't do it after the first ten minutes. So that's I th- I feel like that's why we're scoring so much on the rush on this one and uh, other teams aren't going to forecheck us that hard. I mean honestly, I think they should have made an adjustment in the game and it just really felt like they didn't.
0: Um. And that's the final score in tonight's game. 61 to Dallas Stars. And uh, it, it's definitely a better outing uh, than the game on Friday. It just sucks that the game on Friday happened when it did because it was on Zuboff's uh, retirement ceremony night, uh, which was really great, by the way. If you haven't watched it, it's on uh, the Dallas Stars, uh, com page. The entire ceremony is. It's like 41 minutes. Go and watch it. Uh, it's fantastic. And uh, it's, you know, no other player deserves it more than Sergei Zuboff. It, it just sucks that it took him ten years to get into the hockey. No, it wasn't. It was almost ten years to get him into the Hockey Hall of Fame. He deserved to get in way earlier. So, but um, it specific players that I wanted to talk tonight. Um, Otter had a fantastic game tonight. Um, Very good. If it wasn't for him, I think this game is not as lopsided as it appears. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it looks, like, you know, if someone just goes and looks at like the 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 box score and all that stuff and it, it it looks like the stars just dominated the game from from the beginning on out and that wasn't the case if it wasn't for otter this game could have been you know 2-2 two, two, maybe 3-2 three, 3-1 three, at some it point it could have been
1: one nothing in the first period honestly. right
0: and he and he shut everything down tonight for the most part other than one you know one little shot that got away from him
1: he played great when he needed to when the bruins pushed us hard he was a brick wall and that's what we need we need goaltending at, in the times where it counts more than anything.
0: So um, let me go back here, because I saw Eric's comment here. Hey, Eric, thanks for listening to the show. Um, he put, Jake needs 80% of the starts. Time to ride him. He's the future. Uh, yep. What do you What do you think about at, that? At least 50%.
1: I mean, if this guy's going to be
0: the... Okay,
1: backtrack. We're putting in so much ice time into a goalie who's going to be gone next year in Holby. honestly. Do, if, we if really, he, do we
0: really think he's gonna be gone though?
1: Yes. I if don't think I really don't think he's gonna be gone. If he's not, I'm rioting. If if he, if he's really that much better than otter, then we're just in trouble in general. But I don't think he is. I think they're pretty much on par right now. And otter
0: so, is just is just starting to live up to his potential a little bit more, and he's starting to develop even more as an NHL number one goaltender.
1: Yeah, so it's good to have Holpe there whenever he has say two bad games in a row. say he gets pulled in. His two straight starts. Say that happens, that would be crazy. <laughs> then we have a great backup to have for whenever he needs a, a breather a little bit. But when he gets going again, get him back in there. Cause like I I know this team is still a win now team, but he he is the future of the hockey club. I mean, we're not gonna have Holby next year. We're gonna we're gonna have Hudobin, but that's we know Hudobin's not gonna be as good as Holby is right now
0: so uh, and miles miles has been commenting throughout the game as well so miles thank you for listening and as well he says the future is with jake when the team looks good or bad otter mostly keeps us in the game holby often lets the game get closer this game would have been six four stars if holby had played um i i slightly agree with that i don't think it would have been six four i think it might have been six two maybe it might but have been
1: I-, I mean i i see what he's saying because holby doesn't it, it feels like he doesn't make the huge saves. Like, when it when it really counts, when the other team's pushing, it feels like Holby lets him in. And Otter makes those big-time saves. It's kind of like when I've talked about before, where, like, Holby he's isn't clutch. the reason that... Well, yeah, but Holby's not the reason that we lose games, but he's also not the reason we win games. But he's Otter can be there. the reason that we win and the reason that we lose. Yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we got to get true.
1: less that's lose and more win on the Otter side.
0: So, So anyway, it, it you know we've been talking about the stars crease for months now, all the way in all up, year, <laughs> all ever year. since we signed yeah, Holby, <laughs> Yeah. Ever since we signed Holby, And it's like, Oh, we've got four goaltenders and now we're down to, down to three, two, Te- technically two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. I mean, who on the taxi squad right now? No, 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 he's not, he's back with the Texas stars. Uh, but, uh, it, it definitely is Otter and Holby. And that's exactly how we thought this would, uh, uh, pan out. So we just, we really need both of these guys going though. At this point, we really, really do. And but what I would like to see for the second half, because we are basically dead even in the in the season right now. We're halfway through it. I would like to see one of those guys come out and really establish themselves as an as the number one guy. And if it's Holtby, great. I'd rather it be Ottinger because this needs to be Ottinger's net, and everybody is pushing Ottinger to because it's his net. It really is his net to take. But Holtby's there. But who? We really need to ride one goaltender when it gets to the playoffs, yeah. Because you need one of you need one of those guys to get on a roll. And if we have a chance for the playoffs, which I'm still skeptical about, one of these guys has got to go off in the second half of the season.
1: I fully agree with you. What what, what I what I think. Yep, and I think we need to give Otter more chances than he's had because the past, I I guess eight games, Holtby has had way more starts. Mm -hmm. So I think it needs to be pretty much even, especially when they're both going well. And once one starts going bad, then you can start flipping the script a little. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. We need to have one at the end of the season.
0: So, um, what else do we need to talk about tonight? Um, definitely, uh, obviously, special teams was way better than it's been in past games. But I'll just go back to this because we need to talk about this more. It It's the consistency word. It's the consistency word at this point and we just can't seem to figure out with this team how to be consistent and i i don't know the answer to it chris is it is it is it bones stepping out of the way is it like a way that they're planning it is it they play better on at home than on the road what is it
1: yeah i mean i did say earlier that it wasn't a consistency thing it was a road thing but we won four straight on the road we came back against a good team in washington when we should have momentum and then we lay a goose egg. So I am on board on the, it is inconsistency thing now, (laughs) but yeah, I think like I said earlier, the coaching thing is something that has to, that has to do with it. I don't know what the locker room dynamic is, so I obviously can't say much about it, but yeah. And the other thing is you, you've got the oldest team in the league. I mean, you've got to have some leadership there. If the coach isn't giving it, someone's got to take responsibility for making sure everybody on the team is ready and not just themselves, because for us being an old team we have lots of very young guys too so we've got to find a way to get everybody bought in to games that don't feel super important
0: well and we should mention this too because this was an interesting uh, interesting stat that i believe it was matt DeFranks to put out but this is the first game in which ben Rajiloff, and sagan scored since february of 2019 it's been almost two years since the three of those guys have all scored a goal all in the same game. Yeah, I was about so, to
1: say the scorecard looks like a 2019 scorecard. Right. Exactly.
0: Right. And, and and it's sad to say that those are the secondary scoring guys, but we that's the difference in the game yeah. tonight. is the secondary scoring, especially like you mentioned from that second line. So I mean, I I don't know what else to what, what else to put about that because that kind of secondary scoring needs to show up more often than, than not. And-,
1: and and if it does more often, so in the first half, we still have over half the goals by the first line in the first half of this season. If that line can keep doing what it's doing, which would honestly be crazy, but if they do, and we get that second line going and we find at least some kind of pairing on this bottom two lines that works, we're going to win a lot more games in the second half than we did in the first. And we, we saw the graphic in the game that this was like the third best win percentage in the first half of the season, in the past nine seasons, which is crazy because we're not in the playoffs. <laughs> right, that's insane. so we're a second half team. Let's let's show it. Hopefully,
0: <laughs> well, to throw some stats at you guys for tonight: um, faceoff percentage in favor of the Stars, as it should be, fifty-six to forty-four. Uh, stars go one for three on the power play, which is good, and they go uh, one for one on the penalty kill. Uh, hits were in favor of the Bruins tonight, 23 to 19. And then shots on goal in the period tonight. It was very even, actually, which is mm-hmm. very strange. Uh, it was in favor of the Stars, 11 to 10 in the first, 9 to 8 in favor of the Stars in the second, and the same thing <coughs> in the third. So final shots tonight, 29 to 26 in favor of the Dallas Stars. And you definitely can't look at the stats of this game and know exactly what happened because the bruins did not play this bad they really didn't so uh you know hats off to the bruins they, they played a great game to just you know just didn't really get a lot of extra pressure when they needed it and they ran into a hot goaltender and Jay Gottinger. and the
1: stars played better
0: and the stars did play better too so okay uh real quick because we gotta we, we need to cut it off here for tonight but uh you know, coming into a really important game on on Tuesday.
1: This is, this is actually a huge, huge game. game. We, we talk about how the divisional games are four point games, but well, in the sense of the wild card, this is a four point game. The team right above us is Calgary. This, this could flip the script of because Calgary's been in front of us for like three weeks, four weeks now. So this could kind of flip that script, get them out, and get us into that spot. So and they this also is have two games game, in hand on the, the Stars too.
0: Exactly. They also have two games in hand. So if you're looking at the uh the playoff picture right now, for both conferences, it's very much like it's settled pretty much already halfway through the season. Um well,
1: and that but that's changed wildly ex- so except, much. It really could change.
0: I, I don't think it's gonna change for the East. I really don't. But well, for, for the, the for the West, there is about one, one, two, three, four teams that are kind of vying for that last wild card spot in the West. Uh, which is not good news for the Dallas Stars because they're one of those four teams. But um, they have a chance to really leapfrog the uh, Calgary Flames and really kind of take control of their own destiny here. So uh, we'll see what happens here on Tuesday. But you got to think that if you want that kind of consistency that we've been talking about, we need to see it now (laughs) this is not a better time than to see it now before the all-star break
1: and this is a thing about consistency that we can get to because this felt like a big game because we were coming off of a terrible loss that was right after a great road trip that we thought was going to jump start the second half and it didn't and we came back great response you have to find a way to even bring more energy to this next game because this next game is more important than the game that we just played it really is so it's going to be the first test of what we've been talking about
0: well, and, you know, we've also been uh, mentioning the how good the Stars have been on. Uh, goodness, if I can talk. How oh good my. they've been at home. Yeah. In the last two games previous, they, you know, they dropped a, a goose egg against the Capitals. And then they lost to the worst team in the NHL, the Montreal Canadiens, 5-3. to three. So, the fact that they came out tonight and said, okay, both of those games were flukes. Uh, it, it appears to be like that. So, let's just hope that that continues for the Stars on Tuesday. Because... I, I mean, I really can't stress how important this game is, and then after the All Star break, how important all of those games are. So. Yep.
1: But this one especially. I mean. Yep. It's the biggest one so far, at least.
0: Yeah, and and this is not even a divisional game before we yep, get into it, the actual divisional game. It feels like it though. <laughs> it definitely, it, if it it will it better feel like a playoff game for the Stars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, you got uh Calgary on Tuesday, and then you have a week off until you. Got the Nashville Predators on the ninth on Wednesday. You got Winnipeg two against Colorado, uh, one one against Chicago, one against Arizona. Winnipeg, Nashville, and I mean, I mean, this whole month, this February month, is uh division month for the Dallas Stars. So uh, we'll see how uh, we'll see how this goes. See how this plays out. Yep. So anything else we need to uh, talk about, Chris? That I haven't mentioned tonight, Joe Pavelski
1: captain america
0: captain of the central that's right all-star game
1: let's go yeah
0: yeah, so with uh the injury to nathan mckinnon uh and you know man that guy can't catch a break to save his life covid protocol gets hurt a couple times started the season on uh on ir you know can't catch a break and he gets hurt again so fortunately for the stars that means joe pavelski is the central division captain for the all-star game that'll be fun to see see how that goes but uh and that's a great honor for him. He, it's a he three definitely on three tournament
1: it. again, right?
0: Yes, it is a three on three tournament. So
1: might watch it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> maybe it won't be boring.
0: Yep. Yeah, maybe we should <laughs> we should do an who's,
1: episode of who's doing it? Is it ESPN or is it TNT? That's
0: a good I, I think it's ABC. I hope, I hope it's I think
1: it's ESPN. Oh A B okay, that might make a- ESPN, ABC. I hope it's TNT. that way we can see Gretzky like commenting on like <laughs> Ovechkin passing to Crosby that would be sick
0: yes that would be so cool <laughs> but uh, I don't know but we'll see anyways guys uh, that's going to do it for us do it here for us tonight I'm getting just so tired I'm slurring my words uh, I'm not drunk or You're drunk. He's no drunk. I'm not no I'm not I swear Drink anyways it. guys that's going to do it for us tonight thank you for tuning in <laughs> to the after game review for game 42 against the Boston Bruins stars win by a final score tonight of 6-1 to one. Please go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use the app for DraftKings. Let's them know we're the ones that sent you, and we really appreciate that. Um, once again, along with Chris, I'm Ryan, and uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. We hope GG you boys, have a good, fantastic evening, uh, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Have a good night.